Notice anything different? That's right. No ad. Which means this space is available. So if you have a company or brand or product or anything really that you'd love to promote on 30 Pop, this is your chance. Just shoot me an email at the link in the show notes and I'll give you all the relevant details. Now, on to 30 Pop. Go for Aaron. <laughs> Mr. Hale. Hey, man, it's Luke Bronner again. Oh, hey, Luke Bronner. Hey, did you know that 30 years ago this week was the release of Troop Beverly Hills? Oh, one of the best. I know why you love that movie, but <laughs> do you want to share with our listeners why you love that movie? Oh, yeah. So I guess 30 years ago, I probably saw Troop Beverly Hills when I was a little bit older, but Ever since I did, I've had a little thing for Jenny Lewis. Would you say it's a little thing, or would you say, like, you're insane about this person? <laughs> well, when I was young, I was I was a little bit. Now I'm married, and I've moved on, but for a while. You know, you say that, but you sent me messages <laughs> within the last two weeks with pictures of uh, 2019 Jenny Lewis. <laughs> so... Is that true? Are you sure? That wasn't... Is your wife listening to this episode, I hope? I sure hope not. Yes, yeah, so Troop Beverly Hills, Jenny Lewis, who we also know from the incredible film, The Wizard, which we'll talk about later this year. Yes. It was a big year for Jenny Lewis. It was. And a big year for Aaron Hale. And a big year for me, I'll tell you. You know she's playing a concert at the venue down the street from my house in like a week. Oh, man, you gotta go see her. We're probably going to hang out. We're probably going to hang out and talk about you. Stop. <laughs> All right. I'm going to start the episode now. All right. Hey, guess who's on this episode? Who's on this episode? Our friend Latifa. Oh, the best. The very best. The world's greatest podcast guest. She absolutely is. Yep. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. Okay. See ya. See ya. From Mill U Media Group, this is 30 Pop. A weekly peek back at music, movies, sports, fashion, politics, and news from 30 years ago. I'm your host, Luke Bronner. This is Season 1, Episode 6. Madonna plus McNuggets equals Moda Spira. Today we're looking back at the week that ended Saturday, March 25th, 1989. Welcome, friends, to Episode 6 of 30 Pop. I'm so excited today to feature one of my very favorite people, Ms. Latifa Alatas. Latifa is a singer-songwriter, producer, podcaster, and dear friend, and I've featured her dozens of times on all the various podcasts I've hosted and produced over the years. But before we jump into our conversation, some headlines from this week in 1989. Easily, the biggest news this week was the rupture of the Exxon Valdez tanker, spilling somewhere between 10 and 30 million gallons of crude oil into the Gulf of Alaska, the second largest oil spill in U.S. history. Fun fact, according to Wikipedia and Kevin Costner's 1995 film Waterworld, the base for the villainous smokers is a ship called Exxon Valdez, prominently featuring a portrait of Joe Hazelwood, the captain of the real Exxon Valdez. Another big news story, this one from the sports world, Peter something or other, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, announced that an inquiry was being conducted into gambling allegations concerning Cincinnati Reds manager and would-be Hall of Famer Pete Rose. I'm not a huge sports guy and certainly not a baseball guy, but I do remember this being kind of a huge ongoing deal. 
In movies, as I mentioned last week, number one at the box office for the second consecutive week was Fletch Lives, starring Chevy Chase. A couple of fun facts about Fletch Lives, it also stars the wonderful Julianne Phillips, who, at the time, was married to none other than Bruce the Boss Springsteen. It also features former boxer-slash-kickboxer Randall Tex Cobb, who, rumor has it, attended and was expelled from the same college as me, Abilene Christian University, supposedly for shooting flaming arrows from one dorm to another. I have no clue if that's actually true or not, but I've been spreading that story faithfully since I first heard it over 20 years ago. In music, pop princess Debbie Gibson continued her reign with the number one album on the Billboard charts for the third straight week with Electric Youth. But her single, Lost in Your Eyes, was finally toppled after its own three-week run by Mike and the Mechanic's song, The Living Years. Most importantly that week, though, was the release of Madonna's already controversial album, Like a Prayer. And that's what I talked to my friend Latifah about. Here's our conversation. Latifa Alatas. Latifa, welcome to 30 Pop. So excited to be here. I'm already I'm a fan of the show. So glad you're here. <laughs> Especially, this is our last episode for the month of March, which has been Women's History Month. Yes. And so it only makes sense for you to be here Especially today. Especially because I've been a part of history. Yes, you've been a woman in history. <laughs> for at least 37 years. <laughs> I don't know that you were born a woman, but... <laughs> But I am one now. <laughs> so the reason, first let's tell folks, in case they don't know who you are, who you are. What do you do? I am a musician, producer, engineer. I have a few projects, Motospira, Page CXVI. And we did a podcast together tied to one of your musical projects, the Motospira podcast. Everyone yes. should check it out. Also yes. part of Milieu Media Group. But the reason why I especially wanted you for this episode, I want you for lots of episodes. Me but too. For this one specifically, <laughs> Yes. 30 years ago this week oh, man. was the release of Madonna, Like a Prayer, the album. So we've talked about so the song a little bit on the show, especially yes. the music video. Yes. But that album was huge. Monumental. Huge. Huge. In fact, there were tons of huge female artists in 1989. This is when we get Paula. This Janet. Is, you know, Janet. Yeah. Lots of big artists. But Wait, I want was to Mariah out yet? I don't think so. She came out with Emotions not too soon after. Yeah. Whitney? Whitney, for sure. Whitney yeah, been around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, keep going. But okay, so I want yeah. us to talk some about Like a Prayer, the album. Mm. So were you a Madonna fan? You know, I was. I liked certain songs. I think there was a part of Madonna that felt forbidden mm -hmm. because Because you she, grew up in Christian subculture I, just I grew like up, me. Well, and my dad was Muslim, so it's like double duty yeah. you know, from both sides of like yeah. women should always be covered and you know, quiet. But she was a bit scandalous in the house. For and sure. She was really associated. Like I remember the cone bra. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. She wasn't at Combra status Combra yet. was later, I They think. came out, I think, like early 90s. And then mm -hmm. she wasn't acting yet. She wasn't in films yet. But she just like oozed sexuality, sensuality, and it made many evangelicals and Christians very uncomfortable. But as a kid, man, the music was so good. And mm -hmm. when you're like, I was seven or eight in 89, I mean, I wasn't thinking about those things yet. I wasn't a little boy looking at her. I was just a little girl who loved to roller skate and rollerblade. <laughs> And her songs are really married to my rollerblading, roller skating years. All right. And I did a lot of that. <laughs> so it wasn't couple skating then, I'm assuming. No. Wah, you... wah. <laughs> Thanks, Luke. I'm still skating for one. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my Lord. I know it's hard to believe. <laughs> so, okay. So this record, big songs, obviously Like a Prayer, yes. Express Yourself was a oh. huge single on this record. Yeah. 
But we talked a little bit before the mics were on. There was another song that you believe to be the most yes. underrated song. It is the most underrated song in the album. And now that we've refreshed and watched the music video, yes. I mean, golly. I remember the song sort of. I yes. definitely remember the music video. Yes. Not for the reasons that yes. any of us that you would guess. But yeah. Yeah. Not uh, because she's like <laughs> writhing in the sand yes. rubbing herself, but no. because there's the most realistic mer people I've ever yeah. seen in my life. Otherwise in known as man-mates. <laughs> man-mates. <laughs> Yeah, it's creepy how realistic the mer people in this video are. Yeah, well, the song is Cherish, mm-hmm. and I actually somehow had this song as a cassette single, mm-hmm. and that's when singles came in like those little cardboard tubes. Yeah, we talked you know? about we talked about this on last week's episode. Yeah, of, like, yeah. How interesting that was. So I had this little cassette player. It was a Sony, and it came with like those headphones that had like the kind that you get for free on airplanes now. Yes. You know, with like the bad foamies, yes. but those were like the nice ones then. Yeah. And I did not go anywhere without having my little cassette player with me that I also could tune into the radio. So if I wasn't listening to 96.5 for all you Houstonians, 104.1 or 97.3, which are all like the pop rock hits of the day, Mm -hmm. I was listening to my cassettes. And I listened to that single over and over and over again, doing three main activities. Okay. I would play Nintendo, Super Mario Brothers 1, 2, or 3, Jaws, or DuckTales. I would turn video games on mute so I could soundtrack my own video game experience. Nice. <laughs> I had this little boom box I would take everywhere with me too. So the headphones were when I was like driving with my mom or like on the go rollerblading, roller mm-hmm. skating. But if I was just going to roller skate in my little own little yard or I would hit a tennis ball against this brick wall against oh, my house. Oh, sure. I mean, who didn't? I know. I would bring out the boom box and I just roller skated my little heart out to cherish. And I would like, so if you can imagine me, if you know me at all, I'm- Could you dance as well as Madonna? I mean, I thought I could, but I also didn't know what I was doing. That was a joke because she couldn't dance. So it sounds like you danced exactly yeah. like Madonna. Yes, I could always dance like I couldn't feel my arms. Yes. <laughs> so I am, um, oh my gosh, I was like this short, I'm already, I'm still short now. I'm 5'2", but I was much shorter, still very brown, had very curly hair that I'd wear like in pigtails a lot. And I would roller skate with like the wrist guards and the knee guards and just... Safety first. Bop, well, you know, my mom, I'm a musician. So like I would just bop along and sing along out loud. And I just thought I was living my most best life. (laughs) It was the greatest. And I would rollerblade. This is actually a really good story. So I really loved McDonald's. Probably like most kids. Yeah. I still to this day have- Were you a Happy Meal kid or a Chicken McNugget kid? No, I was going to say, till this day, I have not had fast food beef ever. I have only eaten chicken, which is not much better, I think, (laughs) just for our bodies. But I- Lots of beaks, lots of- Yeah, (laughs) a lot of things going on in there. My parents would give me cash and McDonald's was three miles away. And I would rollerblade or roller skate. I did it for years, all the way down to McDonald's. And I would roll right up to the counter, bopping with my music on. And I would order with the music on and be like, 20-piece nugget, 20-piece. Keep in mind how old I am. And then I would say, three sweet and sours and three honeys for the sauce. You're like yelling. I have to yes, assume. And that's when all of that costs like under five bucks. So I'd give them $5. And then I'd roll to like a little table and I'd sit there and eat. And I remember the boot-shaped nugget was my most favorite because you could get in the corners of the sauce packet. This is like confessions of a fat kid. And so I'm like, and then I would like chew the circle ones so I could get corners so I could get the sauce. And I would eat all that sauce and all those nuggets. And I'd roller skate home. And I think the only reason- 20 piece by yourself. Yeah. But I think I didn't gain weight because I did six miles of roller skating for it. 
And then I get home, my mom be like, what'd you do? I was like, oh, I went to Mickey D's. What'd you get? Four piece. Total liar. Absolutely. Because I knew, I knew just like I wasn't supposed to be listening to a lot of Madonna, I should not have been eating a 20 piece. Madonna's probably the reason you did that. I'm you would saying, have never lied if you weren't yeah, listening to that track. All I'm saying is that clearly I was a rebel. <laughs> you and Madonna both. Yeah. We were probably on par for how rebellious we were. Yeah. No, man, but that chorus, and I remember the fake trumpet breakdown section. Mm-hmm. I'm not joking. I think that those breakdown sections have inspired music that I've made. Okay, Cause perfect. Because this you know is what I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about how Madonna, how you would imagine that Madonna has sort of carved a path that you have followed in as a female artist. Who produced those records, you know? Mm, I didn't look that up. Look. But I mean, at that age, I wasn't really looking at production notes like I do now. Who is it? Madonna. You are not no, there serious. Are, there are a few other producers. But she's listed as the first one, obviously. She's the first producer, Patrick Leonard, Stephen Bray, and Prince. Okay. Who well, plays all over this record. Talk about a heavy hitter. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's impressive. I didn't know she produced this stuff. Because that's one of the comments I made to you is how well produced these songs are. Like, yeah. they hold up. You know what's really sad? We're going to talk about International Women's Month and all this stuff in history. I just assumed speaking as a female producer, that she didn't produce. Mm -hmm. Shame on me. I mean, it was a different world then. It's still that world now, man, in so many ways. So I'm just like correcting myself right now. That's awesome. That is awesome. That's very impressive. Yeah, man, that whole album, from what I'm remembering, I'd have to go listen to the whole thing again as an adult. I probably haven't listened to it in 10 years. It's brilliant. Mm -hmm. The changes, and like you were saying earlier, like you think the song's over, and then it's actually getting to the best part. Mm -hmm. Like on Like a Prayer, when that chorus comes in and all that stuff. I know you guys talked about that song already, but... Cherish in particular to me, like the melody is just so catchy. And then she has like four, I think, different sections mm-hmm. that all feel like their own bridge almost. Like, per Wikipedia. Yeah. According to Carol Vernalis, whoever that is, yeah. hey, the Merman colony in the music video that never look at the camera had homoerotic connotations. <laughs> Thanks, Carol. <laughs> Amen, nobody, Carol. Nobody asked you. <laughs> okay, we do need to spend one she, second. She wrote and produced that song. That's so badass. Yeah, I think the hook writing in that, it's just such a fun love song. Mm. It's so fun and it's so catchy. So what about Express Yourself? You had a reaction when I mentioned that song. I just think like, who doesn't want to express themselves? That's literally the thought that came out of my mind when you said that. I was like, man, I want to express myself all I the time. I love expressing myself. I really do. Thank you, Madonna, for giving me permission. I'm trying to find the lyrics. We do need to just for one quick second talk about the realism of the merman tales. Yes, can we? So Of the video. It is. It's sort creepy. of troubling. Yeah. Like, I was like... The top half of those men are very attractive, but the <laughs> bottom half was giving me nightmares. <laughs> well, there are homoerotic connotations. <laughs> That's not so. what's bothering me. <laughs> I'm like, you go, Merman. You find yourself your best love. <laughs> Just not that little boy, because that's... No. Man, it's a... I don't understand what he's doing in the video at all. And they keep holding him and spinning him, mm-hmm. and he's flapping his very realistic fishtail. Yes. And it's just like... like it's you, crazy. You made the comment that, was it Harry Potter? And yeah. The... The, whoever directed that video should have directed Harry Potter and the, and the Goblet of Fire, because the Mer people are unbelievable. Yeah. Like, unbelievably bad. No, in this, they're oh, incredible. No, no. I yeah. mean, who, in Harry Potter, it's really bad. Correct. And they had a much larger budget for special effects, I'm guessing, than that music video. I just Googled Express Yourself lyrics and I started reading it. And I was like, this doesn't, it's the NWA, Express Yourself. <laughs> yeah, Yo, great. man, there's a lot of brothers out here flaking and perpetrating, but scared to kick reality. I was like, I don't it remember like those. the same songs. I don't it's remember those lyrics. Cover of a cover. 
<laughs> baby, baby, come on, girls, you believe in love? Yeah. <laughs> did it and Vogue? Did they have an express song? I think they did. Free your mind, yeah. the rest will yeah. follow. Is that right? Free your mind is the name of that song. Yeah. Be colorblind, don't be so shallow. Man, that was a good band. That, that stuff didn't come out to the '90s, right? We can't talk about that for a few years. Yeah, it's gonna be a while. <laughs> Just note to self, Latifah on that one. And now, what a man! What a, and when we get to Salt uh, and Pepper, we're, we're gonna skip "What a Man." I hate that song. I feel like I'm gonna try to not hold it against you in our friendship. Okay. <laughs> Because it's just a bad song. No, it's pretty fun. I loved Push It from Salt and Pepper. Oh, and now they've repurposed it for like a, was it like a lawn mowing commercial or something? Oh, that's disappointing. It's for something, it's been part of like a lot of people physically pushing things. That song was up for, I've talked about it a few times, was one of the songs up for the first rap Grammy. As it should be. Yeah. Man, again, women of color. Mm-hmm. Just showing up and delivering because mm-hmm. you have to as a female in the industry. It's still just, two after to 3% that song. I never really got. I never really salt got and salt and pepper because I mean, I, you know, they were huge. They had let's, let's talk, about, talk sex. about sex, baby. Shoop. Oh. <gasps> remember shoop? Do I remember shoop? Shoop, doop, shoop. I roller skated like crazy to those <laughs> <laughs> to McDonald's or <laughs> I mean, I was always going to McDonald's. I always had a home there. <laughs> And then, yeah, What a Man was with In Vogue. With In Vogue. And I just hated it. I hated it. I loved all of it. I loved it so much. What I did like about What a Man, this is when one of them was dating Tretch from (laughs) Naughty by Nature. Well, see, and he was in the video. See, you really grew up listening to rap. I did not. Like, Salt and Pepper about as rap. You and Aaron, you just called him Salt and Pepper, too. That's what he called him. (laughs) Peppa. 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 Salt and Peppa. That's a whole different group, yeah. Salt and pepper. Can you even use any of this for the show? We've yeah, gone in a total great. 90s tangent. That's great. Yeah, people won't remember by the time we get there. We're really close. I mean, 89's on the cusp of the 90s, yeah. if you will. We're yeah. cusping. We can see it from here. <laughs> so I can feel it. I feel it coming. Okay, so Madonna, wonderful, paved yeah. the way for artists like you I didn't and realize, producers like you. I didn't realize she was producing, and I feel in this moment humbled. And I just want to remind everybody that still in the industry now, 2 to 3% of producers and engineers and people in the industry in general are female and that's it. Hmm. So I have to like, you know, I'm raising my fist in the air here for Madonna. I mean, that's really cool. Anything you want to say to her directly in case she listens to this episode? I'm really grateful for you. I really am. I'm grateful for women that weren't afraid to go out and express themselves. Yeah. And, you know, she did it. You know, you never know like when an artist is an artist and like they're putting their artist self forward, like I'm always curious what an artist is like behind closed doors because mm-hmm. like there are things I'm not like an over the, in a good way. I mean, over the top kind of artist. Like I hold my art pretty close to my heart. And so I express myself pretty earnestly. So, but I do have like a little more avant-garde edge for like Motospira mm-hmm. and it's really fun. And if I had the budget and like the crew to do it, I would push that way farther. So like I can appreciate that like the persona of Madonna probably isn't who the person of Madonna is. And mm-hmm. I would just like to say, Madonna, I'd like to be your friend. <laughs> I'm confident she will hear this episode. Madonna, feel free to reach out. I'll make sure you get yeah, Latifah's just, contact. My info. name Moda Spira is not that far from yours. That's true. <laughs> I feel like her Lady Gaga You're and Mo- I Modana. Modana Modana Gaga and Moda. Could have a hell of a friendship. That's all I'm saying. Or be a super group. That would be a super group. <laughs> I, 
I just can't imagine the costumes y'all would have though. Oh you my would gosh. have to you would have to up your costume to, game. I would up my costume game in a heartbeat if I had the budget to do so. I just like I'm still like figuring out how to afford my jeans. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't really like put everything towards the sequences yeah. yet. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, great to have you on. We're gonna yeah. have you back in a couple weeks to talk the thirtieth anniversary of Say Anything. <sighs> Thank you for coming. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Thanks, Luke. If you haven't already, you really should check out Latifah's music projects, especially Moda Spira, as well as the podcast we produced to accompany her latest album. It also features Aaron Hale, who we've had on this show several times. It's very different from this show, but we did have a lot of fun, and I highly recommend it. You'll find a link to it in the show notes for this episode. Huge thanks to Latifah and Aaron for being a part of this episode, and thanks to you for listening. If you love this show and want even more 1989 nostalgia, join me on Patreon for as little as $1 a month. You'll get access to lots of bonus content from this and other Milieu Media Group shows. As always... We'll be back next week, but in the meantime, be sure to follow 30 Pop on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the links in the show notes. Because just like Madonna, I cherish the thought of always having you here by my side. 30 Pop is produced, edited, and mixed by me, Luke Bronner. Our artwork is by the amazing Heather Hale. To check out more shows from Mill you Media Group, visit millumedia.com, which is linked in the show notes for this episode. And if you have a story from 1989 that you want to share on the air, email 30poppodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>